The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax. This is Topo. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Why don't we just start recording? That's what I said. Why don't we just start fucking recording? We've been talking for fucking hours. Why don't we just start recording? Just sitting here with mics in our hands, but not on. Right. <laughs> And talk, I was about, I literally was about to say to you before we started recording this. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm Will Anderson. Welcome to Fofop. Uh, Justin Hamilton is here. Mostly. Uh, yeah, uh, Josie's here. We're doing shows together in Sydney this week, uh, Friday yeah. and Saturday at the Enmore. Come to those. That'd be great. Yeah. It's my new show, Free Will. So it's uh, the first time that I've got to do it in Sydney and the only time I'm getting to do it in Sydney. But that is not what I was about to talk to you about, Justin. I said, I was about to, this is literally what I, you, just, you just pulled a Marin. An off air conversation I was about to uh, do with you. I, I saw the Supergirl pilot oh what do you think yeah right i mean it's hitting, yeah it's i mean look okay here's the first thing supergirl yeah it's hard to work with anyway right mm-hmm. don't you think like i mean it's a well i don't know it, you have to you have to really set the universe like because um you know she's a reactionary character to uh, an icon right so what you have to do is set that world up uh in, in a rock solid way i think so in that Regard, you could make it work. Okay, so the premise of this one is yeah. that yeah, she gets sent to Earth at the same time as Superman, yeah. but then gets caught in some sort of vortex. All right, that's right? already too complicated. Some time vortex. Well, yeah. it's important to the 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 what they're going to do with the series, I think, yeah. because also there's some other villains and super powered people caught in this vortex, and at the same time they all get spat to Earth, and some unusual things start happening. You right. know, so like you've oh, always okay. got to have a reason for unusual things to happen. Yep. You know where she's going to be, right? Right. So. Superman visits. It's, it's her hell mouth. Right. So she gets there later, and Superman's already a big star. Yep. Right? So Superman comes and visits her, like when she's a baby. And yep. it's like, hey, you know what? Because she was meant to be sent there. The premise is she's sent there to actually, because she's older. Oh, right. She's sent there to protect, you know. Right. That was the original one, right? But she caught, got caught in the vortex, and then it turns out Soup's managed to sort his own shit out, right? Okay. Yep. So he's like, he visits her when, like, you know, she's like young, and like, hey, you know what? I got this. Don't have to be super. Just be normal. I got this. Oh, right. Okay. Right? And then her dad, Dean Kane. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah I give that a. Oh, yeah. I'm I give t- that a high five. I'm totally up for that. It's like yep. the the Flash is the Flash's dad is yeah. the old Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, totally up for that. Wesley's ship sailed. <laughs> <laughs> That's his uh, dancing name. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so. Uh, so she's basically just been normal, never yep. been super, right? Yep. Then she also goes into the publishing industry. Yeah. She's working at like a, and this is where I thought the show had some real promise. Yep. Is she's her kind of work environment, much like you know Clark at the Daily Planet. Yeah. But she's at like a newspaper as well, but they're a bit more. They're run by a woman, and it feels Ellie McBeal. Ellie McBeal. Yeah. Mister Flockhart. Yeah, who thought, obviously, that she was playing the Joker because oh. she's had some weird plastics. No. <laughs> oh, right. I was about to say, do you want me to tell you how I got this job? Yeah. 
Yeah, you want to know why my cheekbones are so unnaturally high? <laughs> no. <laughs> If it's, good, if it's good enough for Han Solo, it's good enough for me. Yeah. So, um, but she's great, and it's real kind of like sort of a campy devil's wear, devil wears Prada sort oh, of like pulling so, a street. So, Supergirl's the kind of like you know she's the bumbly, you know, gorgeous. I'm wearing glasses, you know. Annie yeah. Jones and Neighbours. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And that, 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 that's what it's based on. And then um, and yeah, so you've got this kind of dynamic, which is kind yeah. of it's a fun. Like it's a, that's fun. Like yeah. I felt like that stuff was fun. Oh, here's what is also fun about it. Uh, Jimmy Olsen's in it. Oh, okay. So Jimmy Olsen has come down to work for this paper. How do they play him? Black. Oh, really? Black Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, right. That's yeah. interesting. Oh, but when I say they play him black, he's black. Oh, God. It's not was... a white guy in blackface. Jeez, I, I did panic for a moment. because Not a we... white guy doing that old Robin Williams 70 Jive voice. Look, I was, <laughs> I was trying to be open to the fact that you had pre... <laughs> Meditated that whole sentence with the word fun. Yeah, no. So Jimmy Olsen's this kind of. I don't of think like, premeditated is a word. <laughs> premeditated? <laughs> it's like when you have, like, not if you don't fully premeditate something. Oh, yeah. Like if you've premeditated a lot of it, but you haven't premeditated all of it, it's like premeditated. Yeah, like a Muppet. Just premeditated. Premeditated. Premeditate. This will be a sensible podcast, I can tell already. Only the big issues here. Uh, so it is Sunday afternoon. We are back in Australia. Well, I'm yep. back in Australia. Oh, hang on. No, so Jimmy Olsen is black. Oh, Jimmy Olsen is black. Sorry, yes. I and so basically you said, yeah, but you said a lot of good things. Yeah, it was hit A lot and of miss. fun things. It was hit and miss. That's what okay. I would say. Do you think it's got uh, potential? I mean, I hope so. The girl's mm. great. Like, mm-hmm. she's really winning and, like, the special effects look good. The flying looks cool. Like, yeah. you know, they've... There's like, like I said, there's a bunch of things they've done. A lot of it in the first episode was really kind of paint by numbers. That's right. what I would say. You could just like, oh, I get all these characters yeah. already. Yeah. Now, if I don't, if I'm wrong about a few of them, or if there's like a journey with a few of them, then that might make it a bit more interesting than yeah, it promises sure. to be. Um, such I thought- a such a fine line between giving you someone you can relate to and someone that you can just relate to too many. Some of the the notions of what it means to be a girl are a bit old fashioned. Oh right! Like there okay. are some things that are a bit modern, like we like because she's called Supergirl, yeah. and like you know, there's, they do some sort of girl power stuff right. the, around. And I kind of was like, oh yeah, that's interesting. But a lot of your other ideas are kind of yeah. old fashioned. What 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 age group is it pitched at? Do you think it's at all ages? I mean, I like, imagine, like I imagine forty one year old men. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That leaves me out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're dev- <laughs> devastated what my 41-year-old man opinion of Supergirl is. Stop the presses. Yeah. <laughs> We've made a terrible mistake. Um, I, so, uh, uh, for 41-year-old men who are passingly interested in the original comic book. I'm sure that's their target demographic. Yeah, well. You and when know, I say partially interested, I mean aware of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the guys that still buy the box sets. But the... Um, so for everyone listening, we've been hanging out all day. We haven't seen each other in ages and it's been fun because we've talked about a lot of things, but I've been holding topics back because Good. I didn't want you guys to miss out on me right. saying for the first time to you, oh, what did is. you think of the Batman versus Superman trailer? Oh, okay. So here's some inter- okay, I've got some interesting thoughts. So Yes, I felt like you would. I watched all the trailers out of Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a day where I just sat down and like went through all of the trailers that had been released for That's everything. That's a great day. What and was your was. favourite? Uh, you know what? Okay, so I'll tell you this. Okay. Uh, I have no interest particularly in the Star Wars franchise. Yep. Uh, but I thought the Star Wars trailer made me, it was like, I was like, oh, that might be all right. Yep. 
Yeah. And despite the fact that, as you know, as I've said publicly many times on the record, most uh, recently, and you would have loved this, I had the best time. Steel did the podcast, Steel Saunders. Yeah. And he has a podcast that is about Star Wars, Steel Wars. <laughs> he sure does. And uh, the intentional mistakes I was making with Star Wars facts throughout well, that podcast. Yeah. And you know what the best thing is? Was- it still has a real sense of humor about it. <laughs> I mean, it was like <laughs> the Norse in him comes out. Oh, he's it, got a. He's my favourite thing about it was he knew. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, he he's aware. It was like, like I was doing it on yeah, purpose. Yeah. But at the same time, he still could not help but get up. He there. can't stop. He just can't stop. You know what? I I do regret so missing that. Oh, it was so much fun. Um, so, but G'day, still. <laughs> so I really enjoyed. Um, uh, I really enjoyed the Star Wars one. Yeah, you know what? It feels like it is uh, fresh with some things I really want to see. And I know that sounds very basic, but that's what the like. You know, like. And I just feel like even in everything they've done with this experience, like Steel yeah. was telling me about Comic Con and how the, yeah. JJ took them all to this Star Wars music concert, right. and like they had all those the original cast members there doing the panel and stuff, and yeah. like. I feel like they're, they're getting the history of it and they get the people who believe in this franchise and have believed in it through yep. some terrible, terrible times. Yep. It's like, it's, like my, it's like the Bulldogs this year. I just feel <laughs> like there's some hope. There's a yeah. new hope. Ironically, <laughs> there's a new there's hope. A new hope. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars uh, Episode Seven. another new hope. Yep. Yeah, yep. another new hope. Yeah, they're going all the way to the prelim. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, never know. <laughs> you never know. So but yeah, um, it's, yeah. Uh, there, there was something. Um, yeah, I thought there was something kind of stirring about it as well. I thought the first trailer that they put out was so smart because they gave you the three main new characters, right. but then got us all sucked in by showing us the Millennium Falcon and right. and Tie Fighters and X Wings. So you didn't give it. You didn't get too excited and show us Han and Chewie and all them, but you gave us something that we love with, oh, here's the new part. And that was a very clever teaser. So then when you get this new one and you see, not only you see Han and Chewie, you see him older and that immediately lends Han a great character, a beautiful vulnerability. But also I reckon it's the first time you have seen Harrison Ford smile in a movie in about 15 years. Oh, it's the best. It's amazing. <laughs> I was like, I, I got fired up as well. I thought I am pretty. And, and I, also, I just love because we know now how much of a massive fucking stoner Harrison Ford is, oh, and how he does best. not give a shit anymore about know. how who knows it, and he just wants to be stoned all the time. Can you imagine <laughs> how much fun he's had? This is what. Yeah. This is what amuses me. Like because I know how much fun it is to be stoned. If yeah. you're Harrison Ford and you're stoned all the time and you're making Star Wars, how much fun is that day? You're like literally at any stage you can just stroke a Wookiee. Right. Like at any stage <laughs> Not you a can just have a stroke <laughs> yeah. of a Wookiee. There you go. Little Wookiee. A little As he's Wookiee, walking past. <laughs> just little Wookiee stroke. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. <laughs> anytime. And catering. And catering. Catering and a Wookiee. It would be fun. That's all I want. Yeah. If I had catering and a Wookiee, I wouldn't need to do anything else. Oh, my God. Snacks. Like, if I had free (laughs) catering and a free Wookiee, and then, like, I would just only need to work enough to cover my other expenses. Yep. But basic living expenses, because I'd be happy with my snacks and my Wookiee. Yeah. Someone really needs to get you on the set of the next movie. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. It would be great. Do you know know the Brett Wheeler story about this? No. Oh, so... uh, uh, for everyone listening, uh, Brett Wheeler, you probably heard us talk about him many times. You said that twice, and I enjoy it, but of course it's for everyone listening. That's oh, I know. Like, you know what? As I was saying, I, I would, thought I, I would love to if say you, this like again. You said, uh, later on, you should be for half the people listening. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> hey, you, in the corner, you can listen. But yeah. the rest of you, can you tune out? Yeah, but this is for everyone listening. <laughs> but by the way, we need to point out, this is not for anyone who is not listening. Hey, and if that, you're not listening, well, then don't worry you. about it. Fuck you if you're not listening. What, what are you doing? Fuck you. That's so bullshit. Seriously. Like, why are you why listening? Why are you listening? Everyone Just listen. Yeah, fuck them. You know what? I'm not going to. Of talk course, to them. once you listen, you're not one of those people anymore. You're in the group. You're one of us. Yeah, you're in the gang. You're one of us making fun of them. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. Get Join in the us. gang. Join yeah. us. Fuck, that was all right. Join us. Brett Wheeler <laughs> loves Star Wars more than anyone I knew when I was growing up, like and uh-huh. young, you know, in my twenties, uh, and uh, you know. Had all the action because he's also Wookiee size. Oh right, so yeah. he's six foot ten. Played uh, basketball for Australia, won a couple of championships. Uh, once played against Magic Johnson. Have I told you that? I don't know. He once played a, a Magic Johnson toured with uh, this All Star team, and this is when Wheeler and I were sharing a place together in Adelaide, and Wheeler was playing for Australia. At, at the powerhouse and he said to me I'm going to dunk on Magic Johnson and ruin your childhood dreams <laughs> because I love Magic like right. he's my favourite NBA player of all time one of right? the greatest if not the greatest NBA player of all time also uh, beat AIDS right he, like, he, he is Magic literally beat AIDS I don't know whose joke this is but I saw somebody recently do the like was talking about the, you know the, the Magic Johnson you know curing AIDS beating AIDS thing yeah and like and they had this whole riff on the idea and his name is Magic Johnson yeah 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 like, <laughs> Like, his name is Magic Johnson, and he has a Magic Johnson. That is not yeah, my yeah. joke, and I can't remember who was talking about it, but it <laughs> is a very funny. funny idea. Fuck, that is super. But uh, anyway, Wheeler talks about Because that's what I love about Magic Johnson. There was a time where, like, Phil Smythe and a bunch of guys that I admired and stuff weren't even going to play basketball oh, against yeah. him because yeah. there was such a hysteria around HIV and AIDS. Yeah. That, like, oh, by the way, Magic Johnson doesn't have AIDS. Magic no, no, Johnson no. had HIV. Yeah, no, but and, that was the hysteria. Right, but that, this was a time where people did not know the difference between yeah. those two things. And he was the first person that anyone knew of that really i mean he wasn't the first person who survived it no but he was the most prominent first person a to get it Mm -hmm. and not die of it you know like you you had a few people like freddie mercury and a couple of those people who died of it but like magic johnson wasn't gay which at the time you know like really if he was if he was gonna if if he was gonna get uh hiv uh and it was always gonna happen he was the perfect person to get it and then he just managed because to it was be nothing but happy and successful, and yeah. and that's been, I think, a great lesson. Like in that world of, you know, come, you need people to come along and go. Mm. It's like Amy and I were talking about this last night because she's been watching I Am Kate, the Caitlyn Jenner, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Yeah, right. And she, the things that she said to me, she was, she goes, it's actually, she said, it's really touching and really yeah. nice. And we were talking about that idea that. It's weird that it had to come through this horrible Kardashian yeah. family that, like, I think that area of our society and the fact that we think that those people are interesting, like, says so much about the modern society that we live in. And yet out of that mm. has become this prominent moment for, like, when a guy who won the decathlon at the Olympics, the all-American Olympic athlete, you know, goes through that transition. Yeah. Then people are more. People are already more understanding of that, and will learn quickly to become more understanding of. Yeah, that. it doesn't mean it's a universal experience, and she's obviously going to have it in a very different way than you know the experience that a lot of other people have. But the same, of course, Magic Johnson had all this money and access to whatever. But yeah, but sometimes you need someone to be prominent and to almost not be of the world that people go. Well, that's that world. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a world that's very close to them. Yeah. Like it was a gay disease, and then yeah. Magic Johnson got it, and then suddenly people were like, "Oh, well, oh okay, yeah, well, 
you know, uh, out of all the and great... And his name's Magic Johnson. <laughs> right. And it all comes back to that. He has a Magic Johnson. Oh, man. I've, I loved him so much. And uh, so Wheeler's going to dunk on him. So anyway, the game progresses. And it's a great game. And it's really exciting. And um, right towards the end of the game, uh, Wheeler gets the ball and Magic switches. So he's now defending Wheeler. And Wheeler has gotten such a good pass from Ricky Grace that he's in a position right towards the basket that all he needs to do is a drop step, a bounce, and he's got a dunk. Right. And Wheeler gets the ball and he goes to make the move and then for some reason he passes it out to someone on the perimeter. And I was like, oh, right, okay, well, I feel like he's missed his opportunity. Anyway, I'm talking to him after uh, the game. I said, what happened with that spot? And he looked at me and went, I got the ball and I thought I'm going to go and dunk on him and then Magic said, yo, big fella. And I went, Magic spoke to me ah! and passed the ball. <laughs> Anyway, Wheeler goes backstage and then he gets back there, no word of a lie, and this is the first time I'd ever heard this said to me, uh, said about me. He goes back in and Ricky Grace had told everyone that Wheeler was out being interviewed by uh, Andrew Denton. <laughs> I feel like Ricky Grace put it out into the world. It had never been mentioned before that. And Ricky Grace was so good with an assist, he turned Australia into that thought. Um, <laughs> so, I... I uh I watched the Star Wars one. I liked that. Yep. Um, I watched... Uh, what else was there? Did you oh, see The Man From Uncle? Yeah, I thought that looked okay. I did too. I was very surprised. It's like one of those things that could still, because the tone of it mm-hmm. has to be so good for them to get it right. In, yep. the, in the trailer, it looks like they have. Without a doubt. But whether they can sustain that for an entire film... Yeah. Like, I've seen things where the trailer, you're like, oh, yeah, it looks like they really captured that world or that thing. And then you're like, oh, yeah, but you didn't know how to do that over 90 minutes or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think I'll be happy to go and see it at the cinema because even if it doesn't get there, I find Henry Cavill so charming. I'd like to see Armie Hammer get a good role. And Hugh Grant the, yeah, I mean, puts well, it up 10% for me because I he's just so charming. Yeah, I agree with the Hugh Grant <laughs> thing. Armie Hammer, this this might be Armie's last time at bat. I agree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I you agree. You know how like, sometimes people get a bit of a push and a shot and people are like, oh, mate, Taylor Armie Kitsch. Ha- Right. You know, he got that good pu- uh, push but right. just had bad luck with movies that should have boom. Right. And not his fault. Yeah. Uh, apart although, from the choices. Yeah, although I, I also don't think he nail- was nailing any of that stuff. Like, yeah. I mean... Taylor, Taylor Kitsch, who was Riggins in Friday Night Lights. I'm halfway through season three. Fucking hell. That is a great series if you have dad issues. It's why well, that's what I said to you. Remember when I yeah. first started watching it? I was yeah. like, I really love this show, but maybe you still need to wait a while before. Yeah, you're- I know. Well, I did, and I'm halfway through it. Oh, it's so emotional. I oh, just- well, I, I, the thing I always said was it made me feel like I had dad issues and I don't. You're right. <laughs> it's so amazing. You know what my favourite moment has been so far is when he had Riggins staying with him and his daughter gets hammered and Riggins is a real gentleman. Would you the- say army hammered? Uh, no, <laughs> the guy wasn't that good looking. Okay. But uh, <laughs> And so then he uh, Riggins brings her home and coach comes in and thinks that he's feeling her up or trying and he kicks him out after taking him in. And then the daughter admits that uh, she was quiet because she didn't want to get into trouble. And he's so disappointed with his daughter, doesn't say anything, goes straight over to Riggins' house and just has this man conversation yeah. where he says, you know what, uh, I was in the wrong. I want to apologise. I need to say I respect you because you could have said something about my daughter and you didn't. And and that finishes with, see you at training tomorrow. And I just go, that is a man. Right. 
Like, that is... What a man. What a man. What a man, what a man, what a mighty fine man. That, that should have played in the background at <laughs> <of> that time. <laughs> I think we're going to get Gary out of sound editing. He's making some interesting choices. I will say that series three and four are the weaker of the... That's what I've heard. ...the series. Yep. Although I enjoyed the whole thing. Yep. But there is some... There's one particular plot line in there that makes absolutely no sense, and I think if they had their time over, they would. Oh, not the murder it. one. Yeah, that is what. Like, I mean, I don't want to go into it, even because there might be people because yeah. it's such a pivotal thing. Yeah, but it makes no sense. And you know, to the, the character, yeah. and to the storyline, and to the world, they didn't trust the characters to yeah. create the drama, which they yeah. would have done. They created great a characters. big moment. Yeah. And it's amazing how it's just kind of happened in a small town and nobody knows about it because the writers went, we made a mistake. And even, yeah, what goes on, yeah, (laughs) the way that story develops, absolutely. It's like, yeah, it was a mistake. Mm. And like, and it, they, they made two mistakes. One, doing that thing in the first place. Yeah. And then ignoring that it had happened, basically. Because you either have to then deal with the ramifications of it forever Mm. or... Don't do it. Just don't do it. But yeah. don't do it would have been the, the, yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, that kid's a great actor, though. I will say that. And he was great <sighs> in Breaking Damon. Bad as well. Yeah. He's... Oh, and you saw it the other way around. I saw it the other way I around. Because, of course, I saw Friday Night Lights and then Breaking Bad. Yeah. So the transition was very different for me yeah. because those car- – anyway. Whereas I'm a little bit worried that by the end of season five, he's just had his heart broken too often. That's how he goes into Breaking yeah. Bad. He's gonna go, I'm going to go sell meth in the <laughs> desert. Oh, no. <laughs> Coach Taylor. <laughs> well, look, not all of them were winners. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That'd be great if you found oh. out that it was a spin-off. Yeah. It was a spin-off from Friday Night Lights and that character. <laughs> that is a crazy spin-off, isn't it? Like, why did we take in that direction? Anyway. Uh, so, so, but anyway, Landry, Land from Uncle. His name is. Yeah. Uh, Landry. Uh, so, um, Jesse Plemons. So, uh, Taylor Kitsch. Um, so, here's what I'll say about Friday Night Lights. Yes. And it's advice to everyone. If you feel like after the first two, because the first two are f- so fucking great. If Jesus. you feel like in season three and four, there's some episodes or some things or whatever that happen, stick with it. Mm. Because season five, and particularly the last episode, oh, if shit. you if you like a fucking last episode, that I mean, to me, it's up there with like six feet under. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's one of those like Breaking Bad's last yeah. episode. Like they fucking... Nail it. And I won't give anything away because right. I, I want you to be able to experience it in the same way. But they, here's what I will say. They, they do something in that episode that w- leads you to believe that someone will make a choice that, of course, if you think about the show in any way, will never be a choice. that like. But they're so good at what they do and they put you so into a moment that you feel for a moment that you're like, I, I, I'm so trying not to give anything away and this yeah. means it's a terrible description but there's a moment where you're so disappointed with one of the characters that's right. what I'll say okay. that you are so disappointed you get it yeah but you're so disappointed yeah and it's not what's going to end up happening right and if you in any other thing you'd be like nah but you know but at the end like in Supergirl yeah I'm pretty sure what I, I can guess like you know what, what will happen with those yeah, yeah, different yeah, characters yeah. right yeah but in this moment, you're like, oh, well, I guess this is how they're ending it. Right. Coach Taylor becomes a lumberjack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Picked Land- it. Landry starts selling this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, I look forward to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I oh, know. It's it's such a great show. Yeah. Um, Can I, I ask so, you? Oh. So, what I was going to say about Taylor Kitsch, though, is I'm, and again, with True Detective, I'm interested to talk to you about that, by the way. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, 
so because you loved the first series, yeah, and like, we, have, we haven't spoken about the second series at all. So I'm no. very interested to see what your perspective I've, is. I've I've watched True Detective three times and get something new out of it every time. The original one, yeah, yes. So Taylor Kitsch is in the new one, yeah. So I'm, I I hesitate to say this, but I feel like Riggins was. I feel like he was he was Riggins, right? And Riggins was him, and you know when someone can ex- just be in a role so much and make that yeah. role their own, yeah. And you think, and that- I don't know, if, I, feel, I don't feel like he's found anything since then. So either he's not great at anything else, or he's really just choosing things that aren't to his strengths. Because I don't think there's anything else just, that he's been just great being un- in. But just being unlucky as well, like you think. I it's mean, you be can something. be unlucky, yeah. but there's a point where maybe you're just like, well, maybe you only got lucky once. Right, maybe yeah, you got cast yeah. as a thing you were great at. I think maybe he's you're been great at other things. I think he's been unlucky in True Detective uh, season two because I actually think he's been quite good in this, but I don't think he's he doesn't get enough time, and so you're getting like in the last. Are you up to date? No, uh, because I won't give I won't give anything away. Well, but in the, like as if you could. Right. It's incomprehensible. I'm still enjoying it. I've watched as many episodes as they've played. Like right. I've so however many's been out, six or seven? Six. I've watched that many. Yeah, so but I've, I've only watched I think three of them because I've had to watch them over and over so many times oh, to see yeah. if I'm missing anything. <laughs> I know. And I don't think There's, I am. I think they no. are. There is like there's this weird ongoing story about how great a guy Stan was. And you go, Who was Stan? The he fuck just is turned going up on. dead. I know, but the I'm still enjoying it. You know, I'm and I don't know. Here's the thing: I always thought Vince Vaughn was a good like uh, actor, and like you know, good enough actor, and swingers and all that sort of stuff. Like, but he's now so comedic in the way that he presents that you can't believe him as that character. You know, I mean, I can't anyway. I don't know if everyone's feeling like that, uh, but to will. me, no, it's really. I'm like, there is so many differing opinions on this, and I'll tell you here and now, I am so with you on this because the thing that kills me is, a, he looks the part. Yeah, like he looks good. Oh no, I get it. Like, like I get, I, why I get, he, yep, without a cari- doubt, a guy who looks like that. Yep, and yeah, I mean, totally. I feel like he is really looking the part, but he has come in. One of the things that's underrated with the first I don't think this season's as well written but the, one of the things that's underrated with the first season is it's really funny Woody Harrelson is overtly funny Absolutely. and Matthew McConaughey is dry funny yes so you got that but this there's been some lines for Vince Vaughn that are actually quite funny but he has come to that role this is how it feels to me right. he's come to this role I'm, going I'm a serious actor I'm a serious actor yeah, and I'm going to act seriously in and, all situations And but also let me hang on he talk a little bit like um not sure whether comments were I it's like this weird he can't deliver the right the because lines. he's so used to delivering jokes the, and he's gone the opposite way the best the best line he has done in this whole series was episode six when he kind of let a bit of Vaughn out which is would have been good when he went well I can you know cross this off my bucket list a Mexican standoff with Mexicans. It was, and I'm not saying so, that's great, no, but no, that no. was the best line he delivered but, in the whole series. But this is my whole point, is like, funny can be menacing. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, and, and the, sorry, I'm sorry, the other line was with, with when he's, don't you fucking shoot me, Ray. That was the other line that it was like, there's a bit of comedy in this menace and this moment. So his character sorry. from, uh, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with this. Mm. Like, which is, so his character from old school. 
right? <laughs> yes. Do you remember e- e- earmuffs? You know, like yeah. the, that guy who'd been the wheeler and dealer and yeah. now was like the bigger wheeler and dealer. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, and he had that just cocky confidence of a yeah. guy who was like fucking women behind his like wife's back and like swearing in front of the kids. But like, he was also this like, you know, he was this like, Mate, like a man who would always make a, a buck and know yes. how to sell, and like you know, yeah. blah 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 blah. Like this character could have almost been a bit like that. Oh, like, yeah. That guy yeah. could have been without jokes. a guy who had a background. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like this new character, this character he's playing is a guy with a background and like a who's tried to go legit, right? Mm. That could have been almost that guy. Yeah, give him some humor. Yeah, give us the charm and show us the reason. And then when there's those scenes, and again, I don't want to give you spoilers or anything, but a scene where he then goes back to his old life and has yeah. to reassert his you know position in that world. Yeah, and physically. Yeah, imagine if this guy had been this like kind of charming, like you know, like funny. My life is in control. Something's obviously just gone wrong, but I've yeah. been this guy. And then suddenly through this series, you go, oh, fuck. Oh, no, he was, oh, I get it. He was also this guy. Yeah. He was this guy who could fucking lay down the shit. And this is why he, you know, was in this world. Yeah. And see that. But, and that would have been great as an offset against his humor. But, you know, the two, two things. One is, in, and a dark humour. Then he can right. have a dark humour. Yeah, which is, if, if anyone's been in a situation, you get that dark humour. That's sometimes the most terrifying. But here's the thing. Two th- one thing in his defence is, I also don't think the character's that well written. Oh, like, terrible. I don't think the story... It's like, terrible. I feel it's like a terrible story. You take it his story no out and just have the three cops, you give Taylor Kitsch's character more room to breathe and grow and do things. And I think... Colin Farrell has been a fucking superstar. I think he's been much better with stuff that is not actually that great. And I think she's been fantastic as well. She's good. You don't agree with Colin? Um, jury's out. Really? I'm, I, I'm a bit of a fan. I think the character's so... Te- I, I, I've seen him be great in so much stuff that oh, I feel like... like that, that I feel like, point. Yeah, that I feel like this is... When he gets a role... Anyway, I feel like it's a bit too comic. The moustache is a bit too comical. Oh right! See, I, I mean, of... like, there's a bit of this kind of like, it's too comical. But not... I want, I want a little bit of this guy. I get that he's like this kind of pathetic guy who's made these like you know bad decisions and he's clinging on to like you know this sort of thing. But there's something still a little bit like, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know exactly what it is. I, I look. I here's what I would say. I think the majority of the. It's hard to give great performance if you're handed shit work week after week that makes no sense and that it's intentionally meant to be. So much of that show, I believe, is just shit that like, oh, this would be outrageous or provocative or is oh. meant to be like, make, this will make no sense and provoke people's opinions about what it means. Shut the fuck up. I, like, I want it to mean something or at least have some sort of vague, but I feel like so much of it is just weird and pretentious and like, it's like it, it's like, you know, we, we've talked about this before about comedy. When a comedian, when a young comedian, and we've all been guilty of this, sees a Bill Hicks video and it blows their mind, and yeah. then they take all the wrong things from it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it feels well, like that's what they 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 watched uh, True Detective series one and took all the wrong things from it. No, but yeah, no, no, things. no. I, you know, well, you know why is that. Uh, it was a cracking alchemy with a fantastic director who did all the episodes right. and two lead actors who got it and brought exactly the right pitch and a really underrated third in Michelle Monaghan, who right. is a cracking actor. Yeah, she's good, isn't she? Yeah. She always brings totally it. Totally underrated, in my opinion, and yeah, okay. uh, one of those actors that you believe in, whatever the role. And the problem is, is that what you've got is there was Kareem 
Magic and James Worthy. And they those three together won championships. But you take out Kareem and you take out Magic, James Worthy's got some deficits. <laughs> and that's not having a crack. But you've taken out the two most important parts of right, it. James Worthy isn't curing AIDS. Right. He'll give it a crack. But uh, <laughs> he's worthy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not worthy. <laughs> no, you are. You're James. Oh, no, you're James worthy. Oh, sorry. I am worthy. <laughs> no, <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry. No, he no, always no. does this bit. I don't really know why. <laughs> it's his thing. Hey, by the way, uh, Magic Johnson has a Magic Johnson. <laughs> oh! <laughs> 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 but it's, um, yeah. Uh, but I'm still finding it. You know what I do find with True Detective is I'm, I don't understand what's going on. I'm enjoying a couple of the performances. But there's kind of a set piece to each episode that I go, oh, yeah, I quite enjoyed that bit. I love the Conway Twitty opening. It gave me a real David Lynch feel. I love the shootout. I think the opening, uh, the opening credits are fantastic. Yeah, and they keep changing. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, there's like, some bits th- of it that are good. Yeah, but you're missing the director from yeah. last year who may have brought in some of your excesses. You know, like as soon as Lennon and McCartney split, you know, still great, but fuck. Right. They but balance each no other bal- out. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, but anyway, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's been an interesting watch. Uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Did you watch the trailer oh, no. for that? I, I, I don't have the Evil Dead love. Okay. So they're making a TV. There's an Evil Dead poster yeah. literally behind you. Yeah. Over your and, shoulder. Yeah. Oh, and there's one there. There's, <laughs> how many, how many Evil Dead posters do you have compared to uh, Western Bulldogs' curtsies? <laughs> your time starts now. <laughs> I did not realize that there was one like in both directions. There is. <laughs> Door uh, slams. Boosh. <laughs> We've unlocked our mouth. Could you just read from this book that. <laughs> Oh yeah, fuck! It's a bit soft and a bit. It's kind of sweating. I actually, I was very happy. I did my um, uh, w- woman, the girl in Alaska that I did on uh, my on the Illuminati. Oh, the routine. Uh, Jesus, and I did not know what you were no, talking no, no, about no. for a moment. My mind went two steps ahead, and I hadn't explained any of it. Um, I felt like that was a brutal sentence. For I a have moment. a joke that is an Evil Dead joke. It's just a reference when I talk about yeah. the girl who invited me to the cavern. Yeah, and I talk about how nothing good's ever happened in a yes. cavern in the woods. And the last line is, and it's a, it's one of those lines that gets such a fucking mixed reaction. Like sometimes it'll go well, and sometimes it will get nothing. But I love the joke so much, and when an audience loves it, it. It reassures me, right? And yeah. in Montreal, I did it in Montreal at the gala, and it's the, the light is. And let's read this weird book with human skin on it for no reason, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is an Evil Dead reference. Yeah, but yeah, they've made they're making a TV series, Ash oh, versus yeah. the Evil Dead, and it looks fucking great. Yeah, I've read really good things about it. It like, looks great. People really buzzing. It looks like they've really got the vibe of it, like the whole feel. I was like, and it's Bruce Campbell. Yeah, like it's him. Yeah, as an older Ash. Yeah, great. It's. The best. Just even the idea of an older Ash gives you a whole history that you don't know about yet. Ah, because also Ash is such a, like, that character is such a kind of, you know, pretentious windbag, but so fucking lovable and, like, goofy and whatever at the same time. Like, that making him older just with all that false bravado and whatever just makes it funnier. Yeah, yeah, right. As a a sincere idiot. Right. Yeah. Sounds like a Yahoo serious movie. Yeah, he really does feel like he's the guy who's like, I've learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, Ash is the classic, I've learned nothing, yeah. but I'm going to pass on my knowledge regardless. We can get him a job as a commentator. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Uh, Judith Lucy, respect. Uh, Bat, Batman versus the Superman. Or do you want to talk? Uh, hang on, I've, oh, got, an, I've got another yeah, one for you. Else. Have you seen 
uh, I got. <laughs> I thought this was a cracking trailer. The uh, the trailer for Creed. For Creed, the movie about the the movie about the band. Oh my god, you've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks emotional. Um, no, <laughs> I give it four stars <laughs> in the eyes. But um, no, so this is the trailer. Michael B. Jordan, who's the uh, going to be the new Human Torch, and was in Friday Night Lights. Yeah, uh, I think right. Uh, it's he's he's a young boxer and he's trying to get in. Uh, By the way, how do you feel about uh, the Fantastic Four? Do you feel like that would be good or not? You know what? Like it might be terrible because the Fantastic Four movies are always terrible. But right, but I feel like good actors. I have Kate not, Mara. I like. I haven't seen I find anything her very attractive. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like she's one of those people yes. that like. I don't know what it is. Like yeah, I mean, she's obviously really she's a very attractive person, but. Like she's a bit unusually attractive, but there is something about her that I like. She, no, I she think takes she's, my eye. I think I enjoyed got, her in House of Cards. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, I think she's got smarts. She used to go out with uh, Jay Barish, Jay Barishel, Jay, Jay Barishel. Why are you Sean Connery? <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> oh yeah, I know the, the dude one from the Seth Rogen. Yeah, movies, yeah, yeah. The Canadian guy. Yeah, Goon. Yeah, he wrote Goon, I believe. Yeah. Which uh, I loved. Did I you say Goon? No. It's a great movie. It's okay. a hockey movie. It's fantastic. Oh, right. Sean William Scott might be in it. Maybe. I think he's in it. Oh, he Goon. Could, he could play hockey. Yeah, it's really good. It's funny. It's oh, funny okay. Uh, I don't feel like I've seen anything bad in the trailers uh, for I, Fantastic Four. I don't feel like I've seen anything bad. No, I, I agree. I don't think there has been one moment that's made me cringe or whatever. I feel like, and so here comes a bias, I feel like the the proper long trailer that I've watched had a bit of an interstellar feel. Okay. And so, you know, I, I, I'm I'm mildly optimistic for that one. Will, you're going to fucking love this. So Creed, Michael B. Jordan, young boxer, and he's trying, he's trying to get uh, coached by this guy. Apollo Creed. Just, just sit back. Like... <laughs> anyway. Look, fucking hell, you must have been a nightmare on fucking Christmas Eve. I, uh... <laughs> it's a bike. Yeah, no shit. It's fucking out. <laughs> Sorry, that was one of those moments where something comes to you and you have to say it straight away without evaluating the circumstance already of the like. I if I'd thought for one second, I would have gone, "Oh, Justin's telling a story, and that's clearly where it's going." But the the revelation in my mind was like so amazing that I it, like it, it also came out of my mouth. So you are a hundred percent Will Anderson. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Bring out the snacks. But um, so anyway, so it's this young guy who is Apollo Creed's son yeah. and he's trying to get trained and they're kind of get, not giving him anything. They say, you come from money. And he's like, oh, I didn't get any money. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the first half of the trailer, it looks pretty good. And you go, oh, I'll probably check that out. And then there's this great cut where he's in a restaurant and he's looking at a picture of Rocky fighting Apollo. And he says, you had uh, two amazing fights, but there's talk about a secret third one that nobody knows who won. And there's Sylvester Stallone as Rocky going, how do you know about that kid? So I'm Apollo's son. And Rocky trains Apollo's son. He takes him on and it's, it's, it's Sylvester Stallone Cockland kind of acting, you know, taking him on as the, as the Rocky's become Mickey. It looks great. And you know what? I and it's a Rocky sequel, technically. Is well, it? it's in the universe. Yeah, like they've made a Rocky universe, right. but it makes it makes sense. I can't wait to see the one where we find out what happened to when they tried to kill Drago and he went on the run, and it's like a Bourne movie. That would be the best. Oh, that would be good. That would be the best. I want to see that. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Get uh, the guy that was in uh, uh, True Blood to play the new 
the Dolph Lundgren character oh, on the yes. run. Oh, by the way, I saw Dolph Lundgren the other day. Where? At um, this like health food shop just around the corner from my house in LA. He would eat healthy. Yeah. It's like this, like, it's, it's, I just walked by it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was sitting in the window. You're like a, you're like a vampire with vegetables, like any vegetables. Yeah. I was like, I have no time for you, health food shop. Is but, that aroma tomato? Let's get out of here. But yeah, no, he was sitting in the window. I did go in. I lie. I went in because I saw him in the window. So I thought I was going to go and check him out. <laughs> Try to take a selfie. Your Up hips close. betrayed you. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty exciting. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that idea. That's a, that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. I, I, think... I thought you were going to say Rocky fucking is going to fight him. I was like, oh, <laughs> That would be sake. the worst, wouldn't it? I was like, that are would you be serious? The worst. Rocky's just like punching a kid. <laughs> Like, yeah, Creed's 14 and Rocky like fights him. Oh my him. god. Like a, a 70 year old man and a 14 year old boy fight. Rocky yeah. 7. <laughs> oh no, it would be a disaster. Oh god, that's so funny. Rocky 9, Rocky fights a baby. Oh, Rocky's my god. 90, but that baby's been yeah. Libby. Yeah. Baby Creed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just want to go the distance. Um, yeah, you see Dolph Lundgren as a grandfather with this tiny little Russian baby. Yeah. And like and Rocky as a 90-year-old just punching the baby. Oh, my God. I, I reckon we could probably get it made. They make Sharknado 3, for God's sake. Oh, man. But the trailer funny. looks good. I think it looks like it's going to yeah, be... Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, uh, it looks inspiring. And the, the last scene is uh, them looking in a mirror and uh, Rocky saying, you know, the, the, the hardest uh, opponent you meet... Is always going to be you in the ring, out the ring. That's how I feel about life. Now show me what you've got. And Michael B. Jordan looks in the mirror, goes whoosh, with two quick punches, and it cuts. And you go, "That is a great ending to a trailer." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm fired up for that. Well, when I went to Philly, uh, yeah. I went up the rocky steps. Oh, did you? Yeah, because I was like, "Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you?" Yeah, I would. Right? Yeah. That's a that's a stood by the statue, tried to take a photo, didn't work out. Oh, uh, your hips betray you every time. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the name of your new mood album. <laughs> but um, so, uh, Batman versus Superman slash Suicide Squad. I feel like you can kind of discuss them oh, together. Okay, this is good. Okay, well, let's have a pause okay. uh, just because I need to go to the bathroom. And uh, Will's flirting. <laughs> and when I say need to go to the bathroom, everyone knows what I mean, but yeah. I'm not going to say it. Uh, so, <laughs> smoke pot. Oh, fuck, I said it. Oh, you uh, idiot. It's okay, I'll edit it out. And then we'll come back and we'll... <laughs> I will not edit it out. There is no way I'll edit it out. That's why it was funny to say. <laughs> no point in saying it. You know. you Because you could have edited it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, we're back. We've had a break. Uh, we watched both of the trailers. Too. Oh, yeah. It's I, like we did some research for the podcast. And you know what? I um, That's the most I've enjoyed them. Uh, and I've enjoyed them, but that's the most I've enjoyed them sitting there watching them with you. So we watched Suicide Squad and then yeah. we watched uh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn and, uh, of Justice. This is the thing that was making me laugh. Like I was enjoying the trailers, but the thing that was making me laugh was I wasn't trying. I had no read on what you were thinking. Okay, interesting. But I don't reckon you're into it. So tell me what you think first, like because mm. I want to hear what you think first and then I'll tell you what I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've done this show so many times in just hanging out and on the podcast and wherever that I know exactly how this is going to go. Anyway, but I'm still I'm a yeah. part of society. Right. Uh, yeah. Let's do this. So uh, I really enjoy them. I think they're really over the top, and I think they're uh, you know there's 
but what I like is that they're so, so different to Marvel. I'm a bit like all the Marvel films. I just enjoy them, but I don't really think about them. And they, they've got they've got a formula now, which is very successful. But it's just not much for me at the moment. And this is it's it's operatic, and I have hopes for it. Uh, the Batman versus Superman one has just there's just little moments where you go, oh, I don't know if you are quite on top of this, but uh, I would like to enjoy it. And the Suicide Squad one, tell me I- about because there might be people listening to this, and to be honest, myself included, yeah, who are aware oh. of the Suicide Squad but don't actually know who's who's in it or like it was a great comic in yeah. the '80s. So you know, after they did the Crisis on Infinite Earths and they. Mm. Uh, wiped out the multiverse and just made it one Earth and it was one history. And the Suicide Squad was a comic that came out in the 80s written by John Ostrander and it was, you know, it was all the C and D grade villains that no one did anything with put onto this team where they had to go out and do these missions and they would get their freedom at some point. And they could kill them off because they're C and D characters and you never actually knew who was going to be around and it was a really, really fun, smart comic. Called Suicide Squad, right? <laughs> but you know, it was great. So no, no, I, and look, I think that's a, a fun idea. Yeah, it so, makes sense. It's got a darkness to it. Yep. And so the 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 trailer for it looks like, oh yeah, you you know, I feel like I don't know how I feel about the music. It feels a bit on the nose. It feels a bit on the nose how I felt about the uh, Avengers Pinocchio song. Um, but and I'm kind of hopeful. I started a joke. Yeah, but that's what you mean. Yeah. So in the so in the Suicide Squad trailer, if you haven't seen it, if you didn't mm. have a pause mid podcast and look and watch the, the trailers, yes, it has. Uh, I started a joke. It's yeah, the, the song and it plays kind of like right throughout the whole trailer. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent because the joke is in it. You get it? Yes. And now I- you see because the joke is in it. Yes. Because at the end, the Joker's going to be in it. Yeah. And it's I started a joke because he's the Joker. Yeah. And the song has joke in it. Yes. So it's a bit on the nose. <laughs> Thanks for uh, getting me uh, yeah. clarified on that. Yeah, cause I how do, okay, know. let's start with Jared Leto. How do you feel about Jared Leto as the Joker? And you know, how, how do you feel about how he looks? Uh, uh, once again, uh, depending on the tone of the whole movie, if if the movie's a little notched down, it's over the top. <laughs> yeah. But if it's um, if it's all kind of a little bit big like that uh, and a little bit more kind of mythic uh, then I think it looks alright now I need to put on the record that I was always a bit sus on Heath Ledger being the Joker you know mm. um, and I thought he it, it was like the reason that I'm not excited about the Jared Leto one is I, I think that it's too soon I'm like you know what I get it but it's too soon Heath Ledger's thing was just so great yeah. just let, let it breathe for a little while longer yeah you know we don't need a new one yeah. That old one's still there, and it's still so good. Mm. Why didn't they just edit in bits of him into this new movie? <laughs> yeah, I would have been fine if it didn't even make any sense. Starring the hologram Heath Ledger. Oh, my God, and, and just, Tupac. <laughs> and, I mean, they should be able to, by now, just piece together his dialogue from other movies into yeah. a new, like... I don't know ethically if that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but who am I to stop up? <laughs> He was so menacing, apart from that one line from 10 Things I Hate About You that they wedged in. <laughs> Interesting you went to that movie. But the, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it kind of looks like, you know who I think is going to be the, two things. Okay. One is, I think Margot Robbie is going to be the MVP of the movie. Okay, she looks so great. she plays Harley Quinn. Right? Yeah, and she looks the cool. The Joker's... Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. 
Okay. In some kind of weird yeah. way. So um, Harley Quinn, uh, Margot Robbie, who's like 11 still. Like she's, yeah, she's really young. She's ridiculously young yeah. still. And really good. She, mate, she... Uh, just getting a call? Yep. On, on, <laughs> it's Margot. <laughs> the, the, that's the bat line. Oh, right. <laughs> well, we can either go and fight crime or finish off this podcast. Crime will wait. <laughs> Worst Batman ever. <laughs> This is Batman. I'm not in right now. I'm recording a podcast. But if you have an emergency, leave your message after the beep or put a symbol in the air like Ben Affleck does weirdly to himself and the new Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice trailer. Now, I, I imagine that... If you listen to the podcast, please give it the ultimate star rating. Um, More listeners. Don't bother writing if it is not five stars. You're not helping. It's free. This has been the Cookie Monster on behalf of Bruce. <laughs> I felt like we were delving into Snacks World. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, that's funny, isn't it? I, I, I okay. So I obviously, it's some sort of, of challenge to Superman or a, st- that's that it's a statement of, of intent or whatever. Yeah, but it's still stupid. Yeah, no, it's swinging a light dick. Nah, it's stupid. Batman's there and he like puts his own bat signal up in the air while he's next to the bat symbol. That's not Batman. The bat symbol is to get Batman. It's not the fucking shut up. What you're saying is fucking that- put you like you know what Batman is a symbol. It's all about being a symbol. Bruce Wayne before he saves his friends in the Dark Knight Rises. Bruce Wayne, Batman, the Batman. Yep. still takes the time to do that flamboyant fucking bat thing on the bridge before he goes and saves his like friends from potential death on the ice. Yeah, he's a man who's known for theatrics and symbols. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, but you know what? That's like me standing. Like you know what? At the moment, there's posters of me all over Sydney because my show's coming. But I'm not fucking standing next to the poster going, "Hey, look at me next to my poster." Have you thought about doing it? I mean, I might do that later in the week. Yeah, <laughs> let's check sales. <laughs> Never rule anything out. <laughs> You know what I did last night? I've taken. I haven't shown you this. I'll, my phone's in my room. I when I sat down to watch Judith Lucy's movie, I looked down between movie. my legs and Judith it was Lucy's your movie. Oh, fuck her TV. Uh, anyway, her whatever. Standing up comedy performance. Whatever you want to call it, it's your night. But it, uh, it was brilliant, by the way. We should actually give oh, her a shout out. Shit, it uh, was amazing. Judith's never been on Tofop or Fofop, but she was on my other podcast, Philosophy. Yeah, yeah. And she is. I mean, I think she's the best we've ever had. There you, go. you know what I'm going to say is, uh, which goes along with that, but just takes it too far, is I feel like she's the Meryl Streep of our stand-up comedy scene because there have been people that have come along and hit it hard and made an impact and uh, maybe had bigger careers at certain points. But for consistency, she's been there at the top without a dip. And the, and the So does of, that make sense? And the thing about it is, at wherever she is in her career, which is still a few years on from where I am, because she yeah. was like already a big star when I yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just gets better. Like, she doesn't do it all the time. And maybe it's not like every year they're, they're bigger size rooms or bigger size audiences or whatever, although she still has a, a very massive loyal audience. But the shows themselves are amazing. Yeah. Like, she's amazing. She's... The thing I, we were talking about this off air, but the thing I love about Judith Lucy is that she just she doesn't do a show unless she has a show. Yeah, like I do one every year, regardless. Well, I've got nothing, and else I try to, to do. make it better. Yeah, but Judith waits <laughs> until she has something to actually talk about. Yeah, and talks about it, and it means that when she does, it's always 
Amazing. Yeah. All right. So before you went to see Judith Lucy's movie, what was the point of, <laughs> no. the point of that? No, I went and sat down and um, uh, when I sat down and I looked down uh, to get my bag from between my legs, I looked down and anyway, Adam Richards turned around to look at me taking a photo of what he thinks is my crotch. But what I was doing was taking a photo that I'd sat down and I just looked and it said free will between my legs because oh. you, you poster was there. Oh, they were firing? <laughs> yeah. For the show? <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. So oh, I sat good. down and just gone, free will, that's weird. That's good. I mean, yeah. If, yeah, I mean, if you enjoyed Judith's show, come to mind. That'd be great. Yeah, it made me think I'll go. Yeah, well, you are going. Yeah. It's compulsory. But, what, but buy a ticket as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm super keen. <laughs> go and sit in the audience. <laughs> I'll finish my spot, introduce you, but yeah. just jump off jump the off stage, stage and, and go sit to in the front, the front. No, you won't get a front row ticket at this Look, I know people. You got in early. <laughs> I had the special coat. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, but I, so all those things that I kind of enjoy, why I was laughing was because I could feel you just like going, what is going on here? <laughs> okay. So Suicide Squad, I, I don't know, you know, like, you know what? I have no feelings one way or the other about the Suicide Squad. Yeah. So, and I think it's a fun premise. Mm. I think that Margot Robbie is fantastic. Like, I really do. I absolutely agree with you. I watched a pretty ordinary film with her in it called uh, Focus. It's oh, like yeah, a, with Will have, Smith. You, have you seen that? No. It's a uh, long con movie. Oh, yes, yes. And yeah. she is amazing in it. Right. Like, she totally holds her own against Will Smith, yeah. like, who's a very charismatic and charming, you know, actor. Well, you know what? That leads Playing to- a con man, playing a charismatic yeah. con man. And she's playing opposite that. But it's like watching, like, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers dance or something like that. Like, there's a real sort of, you know, it's like, you know, uh, like, um, what's the, uh, it's like Bacall and... Uh, Bogart. Bogart. You know, yeah. there's a real kind of, like, that spark between them. But also, she hold- totally fucking holds her own in all yeah. those scenes. yeah. Yeah, she's fucking great, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have hope and for that. This, this is the other point I was sorry that I was going to make with this is it's also showing you that the age of the superstar is pretty much done where Will Smith is in an ensemble piece and not the main focus. That worries me a little though, that Will Smith is in it. I still, right. It still worries me that Will Smith is in it because I feel like it's like one of those things where it's like he's a bit bigger than the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. I reckon it's a role of the dice. Who's he playing? Deadshot, who's a Batman villain. Oh, yeah, okay. I like Deadshot. Yeah. So, uh, also, I guess I had no expectation of what to think when I saw it. The, the photo that they first put out, at times I'd look at it and think it looked quite good. And other times I'd think, is that just a bunch of assholes who are fucking nailing cosplay? Yes. Like and there's my mood changed on it constantly, <laughs> too. There's certainly an element of it. That yeah. looks like, yeah, this is like a really cool, like what the kids for Halloween would dress up like. Yeah. But is this really... Is this the start of a Suicide Girls fucking dance troupe? Like, it's just... But not all the time. But sometimes I look and don't, no, no, I reckon they're getting that right. And I could never work out how I feel. And I thought the trailer lent itself to more of a, no, no, I reckon that looks good. Okay, jury out. I'm I'm happy to see it. Yeah, like you know, and like I said, I've got no expectations about what it might be. So yeah, it could be cool. The the line that really sells it for me with uh, Margot Robbie is when she they're in the car and Batman's attacking it, and she's I hope you got insurance. And the way she delivers that line is just so knowing and funny. Uh, I went, oh man, that performance looks like it could be something special. Now Batman versus Superman. Oh yeah. 
Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. Yep. Uh, I, I just think it looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that's how it was going to end, but it was the journey that I enjoyed. <laughs> and you didn't let yourself down. I mean, I you... just think from start to finish, it looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good when you just nail what you do as a friendship. <laughs> no, okay. So I don't right. want to call it, but that was classic Ando Hammer. Here's, here's what I'd like. Here's what I do like. Let's start with what I like. <laughs> it was uh, only two minutes. <laughs> I like the fact that they're addressing all the things I didn't like from the first movie, which was the just the wanton destruction. Which I always other. said I was going to hold my jury out on that to see what they were going to do with the next film. I always thought that might have been a bit of... Yeah, but I always... You know what? I don't give them the benefit of the doubt that you give them. I feel yeah. like this is like so totally response to the backlash against that movie. But, now, you know, regardless right. of that... If you're addressing it, yeah, it's like what I was saying about the Friday Night Lights thing. Yeah, before we had the break. Yes, but if they continued <laughs> having to address that and that had always been part of the DNA, yeah. then okay, fine. And you know what? Regardless of whether you plan for this to be the case or now, I think if you had planned for it to be the case, you would have acknowledged it a little bit more at the time still. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. But even if that's not the even case, even if you haven't, but you've learned from it, right? Well, that's still improvement. Okay. We and then it that. becomes, and then when and then you, you consider it then as it a whole, part of the story, right? Right. The reason that Batman is angry at Superman. Hey, we've all done jokes on stage where halfway through we've thought this isn't quite what I wanted it to be, and then right. someone has done something, and you've course corrected, right? And we take the laugh. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I and I am Zack Snyder, and they made it. <laughs> Better, like, I mean, yes, they've incorporated, it seems like they've incorporated, it seems yeah. like the story's going to be that Batman's angry at Superman because yeah. that, like, you know, Wayne Towers went down and, like, you know, somebody got killed and yeah. blah, 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 and, like, you know, so that, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm happy with that. Yep. Ben Affleck? Terrible. He looks terrible. Don't you think he looks terrible? Uh, like, I think Ben Affleck can be a good actor. I'm not anti-Affleck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like uh, Argo, yep, uh, he, The Town. The Town. He's done a, a few things that I like. I think he's very good directing himself. Mm. I don't know if anybody else directs him particularly well, but I, I think he's very good at directing himself. That is crazy, isn't it? You would think it was the other way around. Right. But I for think most he, people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I think he looks terrible. I think the whole... Alfred? Like, oh, I mean, fucking Jeremy Irons is your poor man's everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just kind of one of those signs that oh, they wanted to give it gravitas but couldn't afford anyone decent to give it gravitas. It feels a bit on the nose. Like, like I started like, a joke. I mean, we can get Jeremy Irons. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's, he's always like, oh, well. I mean, I get worse comes the worse. We can get Jeremy Irons. And they did. <laughs> He'll be fine. He'll be fine like he yeah, always is. Delivers that, delivers that line well. Yeah. All right. So. I like Henry Cavill as Superman. I hope he gets a bit more to do. I hope so too. But like, I, think he, I think he's got the charisma and he, the way he holds himself. And, but uh, what is his, and again, fucking kryptonite. There's fucking kryptonite in it. Fucking kryptonite. Don't fucking, you know what? I know Superman's weak. 
It annoys me so much. I'm getting angry now. Yeah, man. They don't get what Superman's weakness is. What is Superman's weakness? Tell me what Superman's weakness is, Justin. Putting him in a situation where he has to do the right thing and there's two choices that he has to make the decision. Right. So he's his whole... It's one raison, missile going that way, whole, one missile going that way. His whole raison d'etre, his whole reason to be is pr- to protect humanity. Mm. You put him in a situation where he has to choose between two instances of protecting humanity. Mm. It is the classic Superman weakness. Mm. You put somebody, he will always divert, you know, his own interests to go and save that person or mm. fucking whatever. That's Superman's weakness. Mm. Kryptonite is fucking magic potions and fucking Loki pokey sticks that control people <laughs> and fucking shit that makes no sense. Like, like, can you never say the worst Loki pokey <laughs> stick to me ever again? That's not even mine. I don't know. I don't know. I think Kevin Smith maybe first called it the Loki pokey. Oh, stick, did he? I didn't know fucking, that. You know what? That's a funny line. But that's what it is. Yeah. He waves the Loki pokey stick at people, and then suddenly they obey him. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. I mean, I know. I guess technically that makes sense, but there's a better way to do it. And there's a better way to do it in Superman. Superman's great weakness is humanity. By the way, we haven't seen how this is used though. Like, you're being scared of the loaded gun. It hasn't been fired yet. Mate, why are you bringing up kryptonite if you're not using fucking kryptonite? No, but they will use it, but we don't They'll know how they're going to use it. it. They'll use it in a... Of course cri- they're going to use it. Yeah, well, why have it? Don't have it there. It's fucking bullshit. Oh, you just don't want it there at no, all? No, no kryptonite. No kryptonite. I have a no kryptonite policy when it comes to Superman. Okay. It's bullshit. All it's the kryptonite bullshit. stories are stupid. What about Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I like him too, but red capes are coming. But I like what's that? Like, have you seen that? I can't. I don't know what the movie's called, but there's this brilliant idea for a movie that he's in at the moment. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh, what a fucking great idea for a movie!" It's a comedy movie. It feels like the next Shaun of the Dead to me. Yeah, like in the same way. And the premise is he's like a stoner, like you know Jesse Eisenberg stoner sort of long haired character. But he's like it's a Jason Bourne essentially. He's a he's a guy who gets reactivated, but he's still such a fucking stoner that he's like half stoned or half reactivated fucking oh, right, boys. right. And it's just this like, I'm like, okay, you've got my money. Yeah. Like, I've seen that. And But he's wearing that same hair. Oh. It's fucking... Maybe that's Luther. a prequel. I mean, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. Fucking over the top of his fucking kryptonite with his long hair, like some fucking weird hippie golem. Like, yeah. no, thanks. Yeah, right. And I, I don't mind the Batman armor. It makes sense. You're fighting Superman, but it still doesn't make sense. <laughs> because Superman. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, Wonder Woman? But also, why why are we making a movie where two people we want to like fight? Because people love it when superheroes fight. No, but this is not Hulk, how they... It happened with the Hulk and Iron Man. Yeah, but they're good fights. They're fun fights. Well, that- well, you haven't. You don't know if this isn't fun yet. Mm, I, I have a suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> I just do not have nothing that I. I'll saw. probably still see it twice, even if I don't enjoy. I it. I mean, I'll see it when it immediately oh, yeah. when it comes out. Yeah, but I. This did not give me any more hope. Right. No. No. I, I did not. Yeah. In fact, I think it'll be worse. Yeah. And I don't does look like a video game at times. Ah, it's a video game. It's a ride. It's a video game. And that's yeah. fine. But they're not going to get why it's... It, even like Bruce... <laughs> <laughs> like even that shot 
where like fucking Bruce Wayne's right running into the wreckage to try to save the people, right? When yeah. Superman's destroying the city. And then Ben Affleck just turns around in such a fucking hammy sort of like, oh, I'm going to be Batman way. It's, uh, it's fucking shit. Even the way, you know when he's like looking angry and he's like, and then the, like the bat suit comes around and he's like, oh, look at me, I'm serious. I'm Ben Affleck. Oh, I'm angry. I'm Batman. Shut the fuck up, Ben Affleck. You're you'd not ho- Batman. You'd hope his Bruce Wayne wears a plate at night. Oh, he man. must grind his teeth. I, I just feel like he'd be really good at being Bruce Wayne, but I don't feel like we're going to get a lot of Bruce Wayne. Right. And I don't think we're going to get the Bruce Wayne that Ben Affleck would be good at, which is the charismatic yep. billionaire. I think we're just going to get a lot of the dark, broody, I was hurt by fucking Superman. Look at me. I've got an armor suit. Yeah. Did I you, spent all the money on the armor suit. All I could afford was Jeremy Irons. This is a disaster. Did you read the article I sent you about the 10th anniversary of Batman Begins? I did. Yeah, it was great. It yeah, was, it was uh, great. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, talking talking about the underrated aspect of Christian Bale th- playing three different versions of the same character. Right. You know, uh, real Bruce Wayne, right. public Bruce Wayne, Batman. Yeah. And he, he was so good. And both of the other two are secret identities. Yes. Yeah. So good. And one that he finds actually a lot of... The interesting thing is he finds it a lot easier to be uh, Batman than he finds it to be... Yeah. Uh, you know, because every time he tries to be charming Bruce Wayne, it always ends in just disaster. Yeah, yeah. He's not The quite. mansion burns down. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and I like that, um, you know, the something that we've always talked about but was kind of confirmed. doesn't mean you have to like it, but Nolan confirming that when they started the first movie... That was always going to be something he'd do for a little while to try and get right. things back on track. He wasn't doing it so he could be that guy forever, which is a, some people don't like that. And I understand right. why they don't like that. Yeah, but, but the whole point uh, is. But for like, that story, I For did. that story, yeah. He yeah. wasn't going into the Batman business. No, no, he wasn't franchising. Right, it wasn't, yeah. Like Grant Batman's Morrison's throwing. Batman Inc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's plumbing. Hang on. I feel like you're really just cashing in on this Batman thing now. Guess it's done though. I tell you what, it's done <laughs> at night. <laughs> oh yeah, why, why does your place look so good? I uh, use hire Batman. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, uh, it's like Uber but for Batman. Oh, how good would Uber Batman be? <laughs> Pick you off in the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, there's no time. <laughs> oh, you get picked up in the Batmobile by someone dressed as Batman who only talks in the voice. That sounds like internet startup. There's got to be a market for that. <laughs> we get sued a lot. Ah, <laughs> oh, so much. You know what we do? We don't set up a Facebook page. That's ah, how they'll track us. Yeah, we just keep point. it to podcast listeners. We just keep it to a symbol that yes. we stand by. <laughs> yes, literally. We keep picking ourselves up. <laughs> We're making no money. Uh so uh, we should finish up uh, in a little bit, but um, yeah, I, look, I mean, I, 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 I'm not a person who's hoping it's terrible. Oh yeah, I'm happy to be pleasantly surprised. But n- none of the information from that trailer made me feel like that it was not going to be nothing but just terrible, terrible decisions one after the other. <laughs> <laughs> I think- oh, even the fact that fucking um, uh, what's uh, fucking Superman? Uh, yeah, fucking Mark Kent. What's her name? Oh, what's I, Mark I was- Kent's first name? Um, what's Mark Kent's first name? Oh, there you go. Jeez, I Gladys. No, what is Mark Kent's first name? Uh, Jamama. Ma and Park Kent. Ma and Park Kent. That's Ma. Uh, she's Hama. Superstar Cart. <laughs> 
I'm a supermarket. I'm, I'm, I'm Mark Kent and I'm Park Kent and this is our son, Hamas Supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a Superman spin-off that no one's thought about. <laughs> Imagine Zack Snyder directing that and be a bit too big. Zack Snyder's Harbour Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Superman versus Harbour Superstar. <laughs> oh my god. Dawn of something. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Harbour Superstar. What like, happened there? <laughs> Like, what happened in the world at that point where we all went, yeah, yeah. all right. And then after a while we went, no. No, <laughs> no more interest, <laughs> but just for a bit. Just for a little while. What about poor Hama? Hama must have been like... I never thought this was going to happen. Like, oh, my God, it's happening. Why did it stop? <laughs> the Hama Superstar story. It's 15 you minutes. You literally summed up the entire Hama Superstar story like that because he, he was old enough and whatever enough that he must have thought that it was never going to happen. And then it happened, and then it went away as quickly as it had happened. <laughs> and then it went away as quickly as it happened, the Hamas superstar story. Oh, my God. Let's, get, let's make a movie and get Jonah Hill to play the character. Oh, man. Oh, he'd, he be, would he'd be, be good at awesome. He would nail it. This year, Jonah Hill is Hamas superstar. <laughs> Like a Hamas superstar, things of... Oh, we'll get Abba to write the, yep. uh, the soundtrack. We'll bring him back. Or maybe we could do Jesus Christ, Hamas superstar, the musical. That'll be... Andrew Lloyd Webber can get involved. That'll be the, the theatre show to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Mark Kent. Yeah. Uh, Mark- I was about to say, uh, her dialogue fills me with a bit of dread because it feels too much like the mistakes made from the first film. Hey, by the way... Don't want to go fucking deep web foil hat conspiracy theory. What? But if you spell, <laughs> let's do it. Ha, ma, yeah, superstar, yeah. Now, what are the five letters? Oh my that I god! Have just put there? Holy Hamas. shit! Oh, I read Shazam. I'm mildly dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> Hamas. I think that uh, Hamas oh Superstar might have been working for Hamas. Oh my God. Sponsored Maybe by Hummus. Hamas Superstar. Imagine if he made Hamas, <laughs> Hamas Superstar Hummus. Anyway, there were too anyway. many words. We didn't need any of them. No. I apologize um, to everyone. So, <laughs> that was just to remind me what to call the episode because I think I'm going to call it Hamas Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's been some contenders. Uh, so, tell me this. Uh, Mark Kent does the whole like the thing that I didn't like in the first movie yeah. was how they raised him like you owe this world nothing and like mm. you know just hide yourself don't show yourself like that shitty scene where like they go to like he, his dad's about to fucking die mm. and that's the t- go and save your fucking dad yeah no, don't hide yourself keep it away you know what keep the, it secret you know you know and then his fucking mums again in this one's like oh, the, you owe the world nothing clark yeah you know the, the, shut the fuck up the you thing don't get Superman. the thing that i find so weird about that is i feel like the casting is perfect right. and then they gave them a, a, a little stick and a little bit of butter and said make cheese now i agree it's I think Costner's great. I think in all the theory, casting's pretty great. I think Diane Lane in is theory. great in theory. I love Amy Adams. 
but it's all just not quite the right. And that Amy Adams Superman world, it doesn't work with Batman to me. Like, right. you know, it still feels a bit like still... Uh, anyway. I don't know. I kind of felt like I could under, <coughs> I could see Ben Affleck. Uh, I was hoping to get a Bruce Wayne moment where in uh, at the Daily Planet where he kind of charms Lois Lane because he would because he's fucking Bruce Wayne and he would know how to do that and that would I, make an interesting dynamic. Pretty much everything that you could say off the top of your head would make a better movie than what I think it will be. Oh, my God. Imagine if I got the opportunity. I mean, why can't you? <laughs> Why can't they give you a go at it instead of fucking Zack Snyder? Now I know you like Zack not Snyder. You guys did oh. something together, and he was a nice guy. But yeah, yeah, he was a sweetheart. I'm not. I'm not anti Zack <laughs> Snyder the person. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was 68 for a moment. <laughs> I just you know what? projected. I don't like his movies, but he's a sweetheart. You're a sweetheart, Zack Snyder. Go and get him a cake. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> On the house. Hey, Snyder's a sweetheart. You know. <laughs> I'm sure I don't think he understands the Superman mythology to the proper extent. But you know what? He's a sweetheart. Yeah. Mari, get that fucking dog out of here. <laughs> what are we talking about? We should stop talking. We're making no sense. That was um, official. Uh, okay. Uh, plugs? Not yet. My hair's still there. <laughs> Zing. Still got it. Boom. Right till the end. Take that one home. That's right. Run to the line. <laughs> Don't coast over. You know what? We're going to leave, but let's still try hard. Percentage. That's percentage. It's all percentage. That's what you got. You got us a little bit of percentage there. Yeah, that gets us back in the eight. That's what, that was, that'll, come, that'll be important come finals time. Yeah. Come podcasting finals time. Yeah. That was it like might the, be that little bit of percentage that gets us across the line. That was the physical equivalent of me diving as the ball's going over the boundary and smacking it in for Mate, a point. One percenters. Yeah, one percenters. So podcasting is all about the one percenters. That's what I've always said. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I actually ran out of breath. <laughs> well, that's because you were working so hard. Oh, God. It just uh, felt it in the glutes. Uh, so, plugs. Uh, <laughs> have we done this? <laughs> uh, well, we're doing the shows at the Enmore. Looking forward to that. It's Friday and Saturday. Saturday is almost full, but Friday night there are still tickets available. It is the only time I'm doing the show in Sydney this year, so please... Uh, come out and see it's my favorite show that i've ever done so um, yeah I, I think that you will enjoy it also if you saw the last one as well because uh, at the opera house it's a good opportunity to come along because uh, that would still be fresh in your mind you'd be able to compare as well and see the progression it is interesting because it's only it's a it little bit soon to be going back into the market as they would say in the business right. but it's the opportunity that i have yeah. to do the show um but yeah, I mean, I only did that show, what, January 19 in Sydney was yeah. the last night of the Illuminati tour. So it's an opportunity to come along and say, well, you know, seven months down the track or whatever it is. Yeah. What What are your new thoughts? Um, I, yeah, I'm really proud of it. I really love it. Yeah. So um, I hope that people will come out and say it. I'm going to do exactly the same set. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be handy because it's, you know, it's a nightmare to park at the MR. So catch an Uber. I would suggest catch an Uber, guys. Or a lift or a taxi or a whatever you catch. Whatever. Yeah. Do what you do. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Come and see those. Uh, uh, we've got the, in, uh, in Melbourne, we've got the oh, shelf. The shelf. Let's and uh, the second show is sold out. The season tickets are sold out. Uh, there's still tickets uh, for the 17th uh, with you and Celia Pacola and Alan Bro and Tom Gleeson, Josh Earl, Cal Wilson, uh, Surin Jayamen, uh Cracking lineups. So that'll, that'll be, be good. Fun. Yeah, I'm doing the first two. Yeah. 
And uh, the last one at the moment, we have Tony Martin, Hannah Gadsby. Uh, who else? Uh, anyway, it's good. <laughs> yeah, They're so the ones I can remember that, and it's uh, good. Can you take this photo, please? Is your podcast? Mm, which is yeah, the, the latest one has... Uh, Tom Gleason, who's it's really just, good. I enjoy. I, it's great, I enjoy isn't it? Scenes of that. Yeah, he's uh, he has interesting uh, takes on things, and it's just good to sit back and let him go. Yeah, I like Tom a lot. And uh, oh, what else was I going to plug for you? This new website. Oh, new website. Yeah, guys, nice. what's going on there? Ah, uh, you know, just made it a little bit cleaner, and just kind of, you know, you know, when you're starting to look at something, and you think, yeah, that's been nice for a long time, but time to move up. Oh, we should mention uh, Michelle Laurie's podcast. What's it called? What, the Itty, Itty Gritty Committee. Gritty Committee. Yeah. Nitty Gritty Committee? Nitty Gritty Committee. The Nitty Gritty Committee. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. With Dennis Committee. Um, with Dennis Committee. <laughs> <laughs> Music by Scritty Politic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're on an episode of that, the, one of the most recent ones, which is yeah. fantastic. And um, I did a couple of other people's podcasts that I'd like to plug. Um, I did an episode of uh, Steel Saunders podcast, I Love Green Guy Letters, recently with Carl Woodbury, yep. who I had not worked with previously. Oh, great. I like Carl, but I'd not, we'd not kind of worked together. And we had a great time. And then he, uh, I did an episode of his podcast, which is called Wisdom Laughter. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, people have been enjoying that. So if you want to check out either of those podcasts, uh, I also uh, did uh, the Scalars podcast, Scalabra County, which I believe is out next week. So mm-hmm. uh, if people want to listen to that, that'd be cool. Uh, Perth on the 9th and 10th of October. Oh, yeah. Justin that'll be will fun. be doing support for that as well. So, um, and that is pretty much it for the end of the Freewheel Tour. So mm. um, come out to those Perth shows. They're going to be huge and fun. And uh, every- <laughs> Perth is always fun. Perth's always good. We yeah. always come out of Perth having had a great time and also some cracking stories. Yeah, no, it is. And it, it's <laughs> going to be a fun weekend. So please come and see that. Oh, LA Podcast Festival. Charlie and I are doing TOEFOP uh, live at the LA Podcast Festival. Uh, that is the weekend of September 18 through 20. We are on the Saturday afternoon. You'll be able to live stream that around the world if you can't make it to LA for the podcast festival uh, if you're signing up for the live stream you get all the festival right but if you sign up with a code from your favourite podcast or the podcast that you want to support uh, that podcast gets like I think it's $5 but I can't remember what it is but it's a kickback of oh, some right. kind That's from cool. each of the live stream uh, yep. or the ticket contributions yep. so if you want to support this podcast Charlie and I are both flying over obviously for the podcast festival so it's going to cost us a bit yep <laughs> Uh, I might have to. I may have to fly in on the Saturday and leave on the Saturday night. So it's going to be a pretty expensive podcast for me. Wow. Um, so if you are, if you, if you're listening to us, or if you're getting this live stream and you know support, uh, put in the TOEFOP, T-O-F-O-P, um, and you'll get, you know, we'll get a little kickback for that, which will help us pay for that. That's pretty cool. Um, all right, that'll do. All right. That's the end. We were going to talk about Adam Goods, but we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, yeah. You're here all week. We'll we'll record another one and we'll talk about Adam Goods. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. It sounds good. Uh, But there is a a video on The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald uh, that Justin is involved in that I recommend that people uh, check out. It was the I Stand With Adam or I Stand With Adam Goods uh, video and you'll be able to find it. And uh, Justin does a really excellent thing on the end, but we'll talk about that um, another time, but I should... Let people know that you can find that. That's your radio skills coming in, a bit of forward selling. Bit of forward selling. Check that out next time. 
Listen to Bunch that. of new podcasts, by the way, guys. I did a lot in the final week when I was in LA. New episodes with Matt Kirsch and Gareth Reynolds, Dave Anthony, and David Huntsberg are always great favourites of the show, so make sure you check those out as well. And take uh, it away, Jack Johnson. Uh, yeah, I've been Will Anderson. Uh, this is Justin Hamilton, and this is Jack Johnson. What's he been up to? Nothing. He's Jack Johnson. <laughs>